Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And I'm Trevor Hankins. And welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, twins in popular culture. Yeah. Partly because Power Squared has twins as the main characters. That's, yeah. And part of the reason we wanted to do, uh, because you guys are identical twins, anybody's not hip to that, and um, we also wanted to sort of uh, talk about one of the reasons we wanted to do the comic book was because of how twins are represented in pop culture. Yeah. And so we wanted to do a little, you know, make it kind of more realistic maybe. Yeah. Because twins are not, even identical twins don't necessarily always look alike, don't dress alike, aren't necessarily troublemakers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, when I was growing up uh, and when I found out I was going to be the father of twins, it was all this sort of they always show in sitcoms when I was growing up that you can't tell twins apart. Oh no, what are you gonna do? And I like, so I was like, oh no, that was so that was ingrained in me. So I like messed up your perception. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh no, but um, obviously it worked out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's just they kind of got you kind of worried about stuff when they. Um, so uh, we're trying to represent twins as. I guess more typical we think of how twins are and not as, as everyone thinks they are. Yeah. Right. Representing more as uh, individuals. So kind of, what do you, what do you guys think are the stereotypes about twins? Uh, see, based on, uh, what we, uh, based on what we've seen and also other observations that we've read, uh, it's generally like either can't tell them apart. Right. Uh, they are polar opposites. Right. Like one is like one extreme and the other extreme it's never in the middle the good twin and the bad twin yeah the good twin evil twin is a kind of related uh troublemakers uh-huh. taking advantage of being twins right uh or again like one's a troublemaker and one is not right uh or uh twin language psychic <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> twins have their own language and they know exactly what they're thinking <laughs> yeah, right uh in the case of like it also kind of translates to superpowers where a lot of it is like, oh, they're complementary powers or they have to be uh, near each other or touching each other or right, uh, something like that. Yeah. So have you guys ever had a psychic, you ever ever thought you could read what the other one was thinking ever? Uh, not like uh, literally, but right. we could, I guess there's uh been around each other enough that to an extent we can kind of guess what the other might be thinking yeah. <laughs> or predict what the other might do <laughs> in some ways that comes with a, a close relationship yeah you kind of anticipate what you think they're gonna say not always right but you do kind of think you know what they're gonna say or yeah. know what they're thinking or know the answer to the question when you ask and, and it doesn't always work out that way and so i assume that's kind of the same thing with twins yeah and uh, one thing that I know from experience is that a twin is like, a twin is, especially if you're a close twin, it's like your twin is another, like, half of you. Right. Do you ever, I mean, that's sort of, <laughs> I think it's weird when you see older twins, and usually it's, I'll say it's older women. Right. And they still are, or they are dressing alike and all that, which just sort of means like you haven't really separated. Yeah, that's of. weird to me. Yeah. Um, just because even from like the beginning, Char and I tried to be like, even when we were young, we tried distinct. to. Yeah, tried to be distinct. Well, we never tried to dress you like lookalikes either. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's weird to me. And it's sort of like you haven't developed into your own personality if you're still at 70 years old living together and. Yeah. Uh, you know, dressing the same and trying to, you know, it just, I mean, yeah, it's you nice don't have to be exactly the same all the time. <laughs> you can have a close relationship right. without being exactly the same. Yeah. And I think it'd make it more interesting if you're not. Yeah. And then there are also the twins you meet because you're twins, people would say, oh, I'm a twin. Yeah. Right. And, and it's sort of like, oh, where's the other half? Or, <laughs> or, you know, you don't have to, it's not something you, it marks you necessarily, you know, no. a big T on your forehead. For Although, because we're together, uh, what? Another stereotype is like, one feels pain, the other does. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. hurting him. I feel pain at exactly the same time that the other one does. Right. <laughs> uh, 
yeah. I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. it was just related to, like, being in a relationship. Okay, so um, I've talked a little bit about my my growing up with twins on, on different sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, remember I, was, I just remember what I was about to say before we move on. Okay. Uh, so I just, the camera needs to go into focus. Uh, um, when, because we were together all the time, because uh, it was just natural to us, mm-hmm. uh, people just kind of saw us as, like, one unit. Right. I, I remember walking with one of you someplace. It was a mall. Yeah. And there was a kid from one of your classes from school. And, hey, there goes Paul and Trap. And it was just one kid. But he saw you as a unit, even yeah. if there's only one of you there. It's yeah. Kind of uh, interesting. And I don't think it was the kid he thought it was that we were walking, <laughs> <laughs> we were walking with. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the first, when you tell somebody superhero twins, who does everybody think of? The Wonder Twins. Yes. Not power squared but yeah <laughs> i think of one of these days yeah and and they they first came about through hannah bar barbara hannah, yeah and let's bring up a picture right so if if you if you're not familiar there what's kind of typical in some ways of super heroes at least in Amer- american pop culture is they're from another planet yeah uh they're from uh, i forgot the name of the planet i wrote all this up uh, about a, to about a month ago in our newsletter, the Hound Dogs Hell, and uh, talked about them. But they're, uh, yeah, from a foreign planet. They're trying to, to you know, mingle with uh, humans. They've taken, uh, you know, sort of, I'll say, Ameri- uh, Earth, earthly names or whatever. <laughs> right. And and they have to touch. Yeah. Uh, to, in order Wonder to, Twin powers activate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always amazed that you, there's no there's no sneaking up on somebody when you have to yell this you know, yeah. or or in Transformers and some yeah. of the other stuff Transformers transform well okay you're not gonna surprise anybody <laughs> if you have to yell that out every time you do it but yeah they have to touch each other in order to activate their powers yeah I remember actually uh one the Wonder Twins was the prime example for so long that even shows like uh, fairly odd parents made fun of it uh-huh. and uh, that was like our exposure to the idea of the wonder twins i think right shape of yeah shape of a shark shape of a bucket of water <laughs> so, so that's everybody and then they're kind of they've not really been used that much recently i think then about three or four years ago they appeared on the cover of some uh, marvel publication but they're not really active or DC. DC? Is it DC? Yeah, DC. Oh, what do I know? It's all the same to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but they did appear on the cover of a, of a DC uh, publication, and that was a couple years ago. And uh, What did you think about the Wonder Twins from doing research on them? Um, in some ways, they seem like a Hanna-Barbera creation. Yeah. Uh, and there was somebody else that created it with them, and I'm sorry, I forgot <laughs> the name of the person, but uh, it was somebody and Hannah and Barbera. Um it's it's sort of what again it's a little typical and these are not obviously identical twins they're fraternal twins yeah but again, which will be a running theme in this yes, in <laughs> um, they're uh, you know they have to be from another planet in order to have these powers and uh, you know they're they're kind of that trying to look hip kind of thing at the same time and they're kind of you know not which is kind of what Hannah Barbera was really good at doing yeah um and you know it's it's interesting that they would be the 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 superhero twins that would catch on I mean there's not I don't there is not a lot of superhero twins out there no as we will discuss but um yeah it's just sort of and then I, I want to say the touching of each other is unique to them either no, probably not um there used to be some when I was a kid. There was some cartoon where there was they had a ring and had half of the ring and they had to put it together and right, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and say Shazam! I'm not sure if that was true, <laughs> but they had to say uh-huh. something in order to activate the powers or whatever. So um, yeah, it's kind of kind of in some ways kind of stereotypical 
superhero kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it were they was the background was their background at least kind of interesting? Uh yeah, they had been sort of because of they had these powers and again, I'm sure there's somebody out there if they're watching that knows way more about this than I do. Uh, they're from another planet and they were unique and in that environment to have these powers and they ended up being kind of circus I wanna say circus freaks. Right. And somebody the laugh maker or somebody uh, <laughs> took pity on them and educated them and helped them escape and they ended up with sort of a dog-like pet that's not a dog right but um, and uh, escaped to earth and met the Justice League yeah. DC and they <laughs> went back to their home planet to do something and yeah, right. yeah. it was and then they, they were uh, one of so, oh, it was one of Bruce Wayne's scientist friends raised them on Earth. All right. you know, so it was all tied back in. To yeah. A... All right. So enough about <laughs> the lack of knowledge we have is amazing. So um, quick, let's change the subject before they figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Look over there. <laughs> um, so a more recent example of twins. Yes who are featured in a show <laughs> was Dipper and Mabel Pines in Gravity Falls. Yes. Which is, this is the box set? Yeah, the uh, complete series Blu-ray. And signed yes. by... Signed by Alex Hirsch, the creator. <laughs> so, and he needs a plug, so... <laughs> like it is a good show, though. Yes, it is. Yes. So, um, what is... Uh, so they don't have powers, really. Right. No, they're just curious kids. Yeah, or actually, the supernatural gets involved. Right. Yes. But they don't actually have any right powers. They're just no interested in the mysteries of going on in this Gravity Falls. Yeah. So what? Depper is the more inquisitive one. Mabel is the sillier one. <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah. the one that makes friends. Where Dipper is sort of, you know, kind of more of a yeah. She also gets away with everything. Yes. yes. As <laughs> the universe bends over backwards to her. And she's the older by five minutes or something. Some really short yeah. amount of time. And maybe a little bit <laughs> taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. A millimeter. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, I mean, as a series, it was, it was pretty good. There were some things about it that kind of bugged me about when the series do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like, you know. Halloween's in the middle of the summer that we make up an event kind of yeah. be able to do that kind of stuff because they want Summer Halloween. Ween. What? Summer Ween. Summer Ween. I mean, yeah. you know, that's you know, that's okay, that would be really weird. That'd be very mysterious. Why is this town doing this? Yeah. <laughs> uh or like having, you know, July Christmas, which they didn't do. But I mean yeah. that kind of you're kind of forcing a holiday in there because everybody expects you to have a Halloween show. Yeah. Kind of deal. But otherwise and it got really way serious. Yeah. At the kind of the last half of the last, it was only two seasons, you know, it yeah, took like four yeah. years. Um, but it got really like, you know. In the back half, it got a lot more, it got uh, darker and more serious. And do you think that was, I mean, do you think he was trying to like, okay, blow up the world kind of a big ending or? Um, I'm going to guess that he already had those at some point in the development, he had those ideas planned. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, taking a long time to actually get the show made mm -hmm. and aired. So he uh, uh, pasted okay. like that. Cause it, it was also his first time as a showrunner. Yeah, but I mean, it, it sort of got a little out of character in some ways. It stopped being kind of fun. It was like, you know, a little yeah. more serious. And I think he, he supposedly has said he only envisioned it running two years. Right. So, it just like got super intense in the last six episodes or whatever it was. I think part of what happened was he, uh, re uh, when he came up with uh, Bell Cipher, he really kind of fell in love with the character, so he wanted to do a lot more with him. Right. So, how do you guys feel about the representation of twins? Um. Well, let's see. Apart from again, Mabel gets away with everything, and uh, there's that kind of dichotomy in their personalities uh 
there it's generally a better depiction i would say because well again there is that sort of dichotomy in the personalities for to help uh make it easier probably to write them mm -hmm. <laughs> um they do uh at least go through their own like level of character development uh and they show uh they show an understanding with each other and they show and they are you get do you get a sense of them as uh individuals sorry and uh, uh out is it do you think it helps that alex hirsch himself is a twin uh yeah i would think so yeah that was uh, i was gonna say uh because alex hirsch is a twin it felt more uh genuine right yeah yeah it was uh truer to his experience yeah they seem to have uh, more of a yeah kind of a relationship that you could see that they cared about each other and yeah you know even though they're always probably thrust together yeah so again while they are fraternal twins <laughs> right um that's a more realistic depiction now are there any identical twins we want to talk about uh yes um one uh group of identical twins that uh some might be familiar with are uh, Zach and Cody Martin from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Okay. Uh, I will say I didn't really watch the show, so I don't have too much to comment on that. So I guess you could say it gets a pass for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, it, considering how long it ran and the fact that it got a spinoff, it must have done something right. Uh, yep. I am aware, though, that there is a at least one of them is like the troublemaker. <laughs> I see, so, yeah. so I think it might lean into the stereo, lean into some stereotypes, probably because it was a one of those uh, teen slash tween sitcoms. Is this a Nickelodeon or? I think it was Disney. Disney? Yeah, it was, it was yeah Disney. Disney. It was one of them Disney sitcoms. Right. Uh, although I think they were played by actual twins. You would hope so. <laughs> be a lot uh, of extra, be a lot yeah. of extra so, filming <laughs> or taping or whatever. I think they were played by actual twins, so they at least had that going for them. Right. Well, that's good. We can't make a comment on it because we haven't actually watched the show. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we just we wanted to at least bring it up. How, you know how long yeah. it ran? Uh, God, well, I think it ran for at least three seasons. I, I researched this like months months ago, so I forgot a lot of it. No, but it's kind of. Uh, uh, had a boat themed spinoff. <laughs> really? They were on a boat. Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see shows where the characters actually do. They kind of. Oh, we don't know. We didn't watch the show. <laughs> they grow as characters or anything. Um, I'm sure they I got think older. they grew as. I think they did grow as characters. I actually remember reading one specific episode that actually sounded interesting. Uh, there's a. I'm gonna fumble this because I don't remember every character's name, but there's a minor, there's a supporting character who's revealed to have a brother, and uh, the when his brother shows up, there's obvious animosity between them. Uh, so uh, I forgot if it was Zach or Cody. Uh, they uh, were they got one of them uh, when they were uh, getting into a argument about something uh one of them uh decided to like vent it all out and he explained that it was because he didn't want to end up uh like he didn't want them to grow up being like really bitter at each other okay so he wanted he wanted to resolve it okay so and so twins as peacemaker right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, any other identical twins? Where? Yeah, a uh, a more re probably the most recent example for identical twins, not necessarily as like the main characters, but part of an ensemble would be uh, Lana and Lola Loud from The Loud House. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've actually been watching that show. Um, I will very quickly say we think the show has kind of gone downhill in quality. Uh, we don't know if that's because it was after Chris Savino was uh, fired. Mm. Uh, I won't get into that. Right. Because that's uh, beyond the scope of the podcast. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
that aside, um, Lana and Lola Loud are, uh, that's definitely the, uh, stereotypical dichotomy. Like, one is the dirty one. One is the clean one. <laughs> uh, Basically. <laughs> yeah. One of them, like, one of them, like, the clean one also likes to do beauty patterns. And the dirty one likes to, likes, uh, getting dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Motocross. Eating garbage. Yeah. Okay. Actually happens. <laughs> um... Wild animals. <laughs> so yeah. you think they're closer to the stereotype or one of the stereotypes of yeah. the, the di one's good, one's bad. Yeah. One's clean, one's dirty, one's this, yeah. one's that. Um, there, there was actually, I remember there was actually an entire episode about, like, it leaned into the twin thing, but it still kind of fell into stereotypes to us. Yeah. Um, uh, probably came from the fact that unlike gravity falls there was no like uh found realistic foundation okay. for that um like i got it's a mixed show for kids mm -hmm. but uh that's up to us as adults with our adult uh experience yes it's like uh have it's like have the writers uh do the, do the writers know anything about <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I assume that is a kind of probably typical of a lot of uh, not only twins but like you know there's a lot of guys writing for women parts and probably don't know what you know and yeah you know, where you get into the huge spectrum of yeah. rainbow of colors and all that but I'm sure there's people that are, are trying to write for something they know nothing about yeah like people writing about video games that have never played them and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> Which is another whole yeah, whole podcast if we want to go that way. <laughs> All right. So um, what about the twins from Scott Pilgrim? Are they... Uh, yes, the Kadionagi twins. Uh, they appear in volume five. Okay. Yeah. Now are they identical? Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the universe. Yes, they're identical uh, Japanese twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the movie, they don't really speak. They very it's pretty, it pretty much a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Kadianagi twins are antagonists in Volume Five. Um, yeah. There's a lot more character development there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more character development in the comic than there is in the movie. But you can excuse the movie because they're trying to shove six volumes into like ninety minutes. Right. Um, to two hours. And the movie works really well. But yeah. Like, for somebody that never read any of it, it was a good movie. Yeah, so I recommend both. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the Kadi and Augie twins, uh, it's been a while since I read this volume, actually. Uh, <laughs> but do you get a sense that they're distinct people, or are they written this sort of one, one uh, half of the they're given They're given enough development to work as, like, the, antagon the antagonist of the issue, of the volume. You're right. Your audio is cutting out for me. <laughs> so, um, they're given enough development to, uh, you know, serve as the antagonist. Now, it's her exes, right? Yeah, her exes. So, did she date both twins at the same time? Or? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. You yeah. know, I actually forget the exact details. I do, I do know in the comic and the video game, uh, their thing is robots. Yeah, because uh, uh, for comedy, it also falls into like the they had some they had the Japanese thing of like the mecha mm -hmm. genre and having uh, robots. Um, they're the Kadianagi twins are kind of a unit again yeah. because they're supposed to be like the antagonistic force and they're not necessarily the highlight. Uh, that's a little more uh understandable okay all right uh you brought up uh mas and manos masi manos masi manos uh from teen titans uh we're or we're at least familiar with the uh cartoon uh teen titans and yes. uh masi manos were uh minor characters uh their whole thing is they is it like a positive and negative and they have to 
be constantly touching. Yeah, uh, they they can move really fast, but only while they're touching each other. That's it. So they're they're a little bit like the Wonder Twins in that way. Right. Now, are they identical twins? Or are they fraternal twins? Or uh, identical. Identical. So we have an and, and they they speak Spanish. Yeah. Well, with Masimenos' names, I would assume they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that kind of brings up the idea of like uh, a lot of the time when twins show up in stories, they can end up being minor characters or gimmick characters. Right. Like in that case, I would consider that a gimmick character. Okay. Yes. Um. But otherwise, I don't really have a comment. <laughs> okay. Just. Um. So something that I think Trevor and maybe you two can talk about are Jetfire and Jet Storm from Transformers. Yes, from uh, Transformers animated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And. Um, what about them? Are they identical twins? Are they just made at the um, same time? Or yeah, they uh, they show up, for the record they show up in season three and they made their debut in a comic book that came with the toys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were uh, created at the same time and uh. For lore reasons, they're the rare Autobots that can fly. <laughs> okay. And uh, their whole kind of their whole thing is that they're uh, they're not only can they combine into uh, robot safeguard, yeah, safeguard, uh, but their jet modes can also combine. <laughs> now, isn't at okay. Jetfire Jetfire has fire powers and Jetstorm has wind powers? Yeah. Okay. Now, isn't uh, Optimus Prime sort of a twin? He has a brother that was made at the same time he was. Would that not make uh, him a twin, or that's just? Uh, that's in Robots in Disguise 2001. <laughs> okay. Yeah, specifically in that series, I suppose that would, uh, in a way, make if they were made at the same time. I guess that would make them a twin, even if they don't say it. Right. I'm I'm, I'm just. Uh, Try to add a little something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that old guy. He actually said something. Uh, um, so what, what, uh, although, while we're at it, watch the 2001 series. <laughs> um, what is what do you, you guys think about Jetfire and Jetstorm? As far as their representation of twins, uh, they're minor characters, so they don't have much screen time. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what their purpose was in the show? Uh, I know it's been a while. From memory, it was like, uh, they were, uh, they were trained to be part of the Autobot Elite Guard, and because they can fly, the idea is that they'll be a, uh, weapon against, or, they would be able to fight against the Decepticons who can who can fly. Right, right. Okay. So, so, do you think that perhaps twins are are minor characters because I mean the population of twins is not you know necessarily that high. Probably. I mean, you know, everybody. I mean, everybody. I grew up. There was a pair of twins in school. Yeah. You know that we used to all beat up. I'm kidding. They but they were a pair of twins. Uh, from I think they're from New York. They were very New Yorkish kind of kids. Yeah, and yeah. they they would actually be the they would sit in each other's classes and stuff like that because uh. teachers couldn't tell them apart. Right. Um, and they were perfectly nice nice guys, but um, uh, they were you know, and I forget the point I'm trying to make here, <laughs> but they were it was uh, they were just sort of. Everybody, as I was trying to say, everybody knows a twin. Yeah. Twins. Uh, I remember you had a teacher, or excuse me, a principal in elementary school that remembered you guys because you always remember the twins. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, you know, kind of everybody knows one, but there's not that many in some cases. Sometimes there's like seven or eight in a school, and that's kind of rare. Right. But usually it's like one pair or two. Did you ever run across other twins when you were growing up? Uh, hardly. I'm not sure it happened that often. Yeah. Not really. Okay. Uh, so, 
there's something to be said for that being the reason that they're usually depicted as minor characters. Uh, but again, uh, there's it does fall into a lot of stereotypes because of like uh, probably a limited exposure. Right. Okay, I was just trying to maybe justify with some. Right. Uh, Wait, uh, uh, from what I remember about Jetfire and Jetstorm, I think they they sounded like vaguely Russian or something. I don't quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they were all right, I guess. They served a story purpose. <laughs> okay. Uh, we recently watched... Uh, Fina? Fena. Fena. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Fena the Pirate Princess. Yeah. And there were twins in there. Yeah. And I should say something if I had to look up the names, even after watching all 12 episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Enju and... Kaede? Yeah. Um... They were okay, I guess. I mean, they were basically the same character, just two of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it was like, they, they felt stereotypical. <laughs> they seemed to have the same talents, the same, you know, goals. It was no, there was really no distinction read really between the two of them, at least as far yeah, as... Yeah, it was almost like a copy-paste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe they ended up copying it by accident. Well, let's just make him a character. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, they were they were enjoy. I, mean, I didn't hate them or anything. They were no. enjoyable characters. They yeah. were just pretty much the same. Yeah, one of yeah. one of the you know one of two. But again, I should say something if I didn't really remember their names afterwards. Right. I'm so, I'm throwing a little curveball in here, but yeah. thing one and thing two from the Cat in the Hat are kind of twins as well, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, that's what we think of them as. Mm. They may be totally different. one may be thirty <laughs> years old and the other, but they look the same. But Right. They kind of look like they're twins. Thing right. one, thing two, yeah. So I just thought I'd throw that in for total culture. Right. <laughs> um, even though we saw that cat in the hat thing, that was terrible. <laughs> Video it was one of the first ones we said we're getting rid of this one. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> animated cat in the hat, not yeah. the uh, not the book. Or the, the book action. is a classic. <laughs> I was gonna say or the live action. <laughs> Yeah, which <laughs> the less said about that one, the better. Right, right. I just thought I would throw that out there. Sorry, but I digress. Yes, I do. <laughs> so there was a recent uh, Star Wars Visions. Yeah, uh, called the Twins. Yes, uh, so that was yes. a, a project where they had Japanese anime. Uh, yeah, Japanese anime studios uh, each made their own uh, short. Mm -hmm. So it was a sort of ja uniquely Japanese interpretation of Star Wars. Was it Studio Trigger that got two shorts? Yes, they got two. Yeah, in some cases, those were better and stories. one of them was the Twins. Yeah. yeah, in some cases, some of the stories were better than what you've been seeing come out yeah. of, of uh, Disney. Yeah. So it was a, kind of a good move, and hopefully some of these will, they may make them into series. We don't know, really, do we? Uh, they're gonna, from my understanding, they, uh, there's a potential for a second sequence, a second season, and, uh, at least one of the studios wants to do more with their story. Okay, so in this case, it was Am and Kari, or A-M and K. Am and... M, sorry. Kari? Yeah. Okay. Kari. I think that's how they're pronounced. <laughs> and ones a they, they're both so they're twins from the dark side um i think they're fraternal twins yeah they're fraternal twins okay <laughs> so well, one's a one's a boy one's a girl yeah. so we're going running running yeah, yeah. Running theme. <laughs> uh so they're fraternal twins uh from the dark side born into the dark side uh they have like a twin star destroyer yeah just connected in the center uh, however, the plot of the basically the premise of the episode is that one of the premise of that is that uh, one of them uh, has switched to the light side, and they ha they have a epic space battle that's actually really cool to watch. <laughs> right. So really well animated. <laughs> um, what did you think about? Again, that's a little stereotypical, isn't it? One's one's good, one's bad. Yeah, but. Uh, Okay, it was more like a... Yeah, it's more of a snippet of a larger story. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, These were only shorts. Really. Yeah. And you 
you know, you get the impression that one of, they weren't what that one of them uh, turned good, as, even though they were raised to be evil. Um, yeah. And I thought that at least I thought the premise was actually a really interesting concept for a Star Wars story. Like uh, I, that they also kind of they leave the door open for more, so I actually wouldn't mind if they expanded on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, which one is... I... Which? We forgot. Yeah, we forgot. <laughs> but, uh... It's been a while since we watched it. <laughs> yeah, but basically I would want to see more of those two. Okay. Because that's actually an interesting conflict. Twins on opposite... Twins who end up on opposite sides. Because you would kind of know what the other one was... Not, you know, telepathically know what they're thinking, but you would know kind of what, what they're thinking. Yeah. Because you've been raised with them and studied with them and trained with them. Yeah. Yes. And they were pretty young, too, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, continue with our look at twins with Devil May Cry. Oh, yes. Devil May Cry. So I'll hold up uh, Devil May Cry 5 here. Get some focus. Featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dante right there. Okay, and he is a twin. Yes, uh, his twin brother. He has a twin brother, Virgil. Uh, they are. Uh, the wiki doesn't say if they're identical or fraternal, but based on Double May Cry three, you get the you got the idea that Virgil's hairstyle is basically Dante's hair but slicked back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> easy to draw. So they're identical in that sense okay at least um and is one good one evil they're both evil okay so they're both uh half demon uh demon father human mother there you go i think that's how it works usually that's how it goes yeah um in dmc their mother was an angel that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah we're not we're talking about the original timeline really? uh so dante and virgil uh it's actually and they're actually interesting uh, because they were uh, both uh, raised together, but they have this constant sibling rivalry. Uh, so they're always fighting with each other. And Devil May Cry Three, uh, what they did with that, what what they showed was they had clashing ideals uh, because uh, Virgil wanted to. Virgil is more traditional, and Dante is more of a rebel. Uh, because Virgil wanted to be more like his, wanted to be like their father, uh, Sparta. Yeah. Uh, Dante wanted to do, wanted to do his own, ended up doing his own thing. Okay. And uh, a thing I distinctly, one thing I distinct, one difference I distinctly remember is that uh, Virgil uh, doesn't like to use guns because he considers them dishonorable. Mm. Okay. He's he only uses the. Yamato sword. Yeah, as I recall, Dante doesn't have that issue. Does he? What? He'll use guns. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. If you, <laughs> you want to get if you want to get Pedante, Virgil uses a gun exactly once. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, and Devil May Cry Five is where their uh, sibling rivalry kind of comes to a head, especially because uh, Virgil gave birth to. Uh, Virgil got had a son. Is uh -huh. what I meant to say. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, yeah." Sorry, <laughs> words. Anyway, uh, Virgil had a son, uh, Nero, and uh, that actually kind of comes back because Virgil is kind of also kind of a deadbeat dad in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> As so many are. Um, and there's Very a lot of uh, character development for uh, Dante and Virgil in that game. Okay. Um, do we want to keep going? or? Um, there's more. Yeah, we can keep going. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Leo and Luna. From Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, or Rua and Ruka, if you're a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> and why is there different than the name is one? Uh, the English... Uh, the English dub tends to change character names. Ah, okay. Yeah. 
So if you watched it in Japanese, you would know the other name. Yeah. Okay. For example, Joey Wheeler in the original series, uh, his original name was something like uh, Katsuya Jonouchi. <laughs> yeah. Which roughly translates. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Leo and Luna are fraternal twins. Uh-huh. Uh, boy and a girl. Um, Leo plays a Morphronic duck, which is basically Transformers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Luna plays, like, good luck figuring out what that is. <laughs> Something about ancient fairy dragon. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, they're both uh, signers, uh, which yes. is a thing with five Ds or uh, five signers, and their their birthmarks uh, collectively form a dragon. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I forget which uh, signer birthmarks Leo and Luna had, but anyway, they were uh, twin signers. Are they major characters, minor characters? Uh, major characters. Okay. That's good. Yes. Um, are they, you know, are they distinct personalities or? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is a good depiction of twins. Yes. Uh, I remember Leo is more uh, reckless. Yes. <laughs> um, and Luna isn't. Okay. Um, I will say 5Ds, well, Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, 5Ds is generally well written. It does uh, kind of... Uh, lose steam eventually because it likes introducing a lot of it likes introducing plot points and then dropping them and uh, with Leo and Luna there's a dark signer that's that fights at least one of them and Dvac okay. yeah and it's like who's Dvac <laughs> he's, he's got one? like he's got like no personality or backstory <laughs> yeah he's just Dvac <laughs> He's there to um, round out the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Leo, Leo and Luna are actually distinct. And, uh, all I will say, I don't remember uh, too much about them because it's been years since we watched 5Ds. Right. Uh, I just know that was a generally better depiction. Okay. For the record, we're talking about the anime because in the manga they are depicted kind of differently. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, Legend of Korra. Yes. There's Densa and Eska. Yeah, they're uh, they are minor characters from book two. Yeah, two. Yeah. Okay, so that that's a bit more. They're even though they're fraternal twins, it still falls into the idea of I can't tell them apart. <laughs> As they dress nearly identically, uh, they. They're both like dead, very deadpan and serious, like overly serious. And uh, I know I looked it up recently. I for I for I, I looked it up recently and I still forgot who is who. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember uh, I remember the girl was kind of a psycho. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> because Bolin forgot which one was which. So, and she declared Bolin as, like, her pet or something. So, yeah. she, like, uh, flew off the handle. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. So, the final one we, we have on our list is No More Heroes, and it's Travis Touchdown and Henry Cooldown. Yeah. Okay, so, I will say the twin angle for them is a twist from the end of the first game. <laughs> okay. The true ending. Man, we got No More Heroes there. Designed by Yusuke Kozuki, the character designer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the... Now, uh, they are, even though they're they're both guys, but they're fraternal twins. Okay. Um, Which is entirely possible in real life. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. But <laughs> people don't usually think of that. Like, with, as you see with the uh, twin depictions that we normally talked about, the fraternal twins are typically depicted as uh, male and female. Yeah. Probably so it's easier to have like different characters. Well, so you can't be identical and be a male and a female, right? So you're automatically fraternal. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, say same-sex fraternal isn't normally no. depicted. No, because I think they're trying to get you know everybody involved. <laughs> um, now with the original No More Heroes, the twin angle was played as kind of a joke. 
It was like, Henry is like, the player should have expected some kind of twist about me. <laughs> um, he's also Irish for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah he's, yeah, he's Irish for some reason. Uh, and No More Heroes 2, uh, their relationship is expanded on at least kind of. Um, Henry is, Henry and Travis have distinct personalities, and it seems like with No More Heroes 2, it's like Henry tolerates Travis. Right. Were they raised together? No. Okay. Would as far as I know. Um, well, we actually don't know that much about... Too, we don't know too much about the early life, I don't think. Okay. Or at least not that I remember. Or some uh, diehard Suda51 fan could probably tell me. But, uh, this is actually an interesting note to end on because, uh, then we have No More Heroes 3, which is really more of a sequel to to Travis Strikes Again than it is No More Heroes 2, if I'm being honest. But, uh, No More Heroes 3, uh, is kind of a total character assassination of Henry because suddenly out of nowhere... Uh, besides not being, besides not sounding Irish for some reason, uh, or even looking like his original design, <laughs> he doesn't even look like his original self. But it's like I saw a movie, so now I want to kill you. <laughs> That's it. And then suddenly he's all in three. He's also like some cult member, and he kills uh, Travis, but not really, and it has uh, no bearing on the plot. <laughs> Shows up, tries to kill Travis, refuses to elaborate further, leaves. Basically. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I think it was more like what happened was Suda came, because I know they were developed, all the games were developed separately from each other with no nothing in mind for actually making a sequel necessarily. So, if like No More Heroes 1 that was played off as a joke and Suda51 didn't expect to actually do anything with it and actually no more heroes 2 was not directed by suda 51 uh but no more heroes 2 that director uh or whoever was involved more with the scenario uh probably decided oh oh we need to, we need to do something so they do something with it and then no more heroes 3 suit and travis strikes again suda just kind of gave up oh. so We've talked about, <laughs> we started off talking about Power Square, and I want to sort of bring it back around yeah. to Power Square, since we have identical twins as the heroes of the story, main characters right out there, right? Yeah. Um, so how, and maybe this is a loaded question since you guys create the characters, I helped create them. Uh, how do you think the depiction of Marty and Eli Powers is different than the typical depiction? Um, well, while we do lean a little bit into the twin thing, because, you know, there's still some truth to some aspects of how twins are depicted, uh -huh. um, where we depict something that's more realistic with identical twins, which is, like, very similar, pretty similar, but also, uh, we're still individuals with our own interests. Mm -hmm. Yes. And in the case of Marty and Eli, they're similar like they share most of the same powers but they also have powers that are different from each other right. and they also have their own interests and uh uh relationships re relationships um one of the things i kind of like about our characters is they don't actually have to touch yeah. <laughs> to actually have the power uh but and i think we kind of played a little bit with one of the powers they have I'm not giving anything away. Uh, <laughs> uh, telepathy, and we sort of play that off a little bit as didn't, they always thought they were telepathic. And one of the things that you know a stereotype about twins, which isn't true, is that they're telepathic. So we kind of play a little bit off that. Yeah. And it's because they have the powers, not because they were born that way. But they don't realize that it's anything different because they're always told twins are telepathic. Yeah. So maybe they just believe it. Yeah until it's shown that it's something else. Yeah. But I think that's kind of a nice little, you know, playing, playing on, on the stereotype, but not at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and they don't, 
dress alike. They do look different, which is how people develop. They don't always, you're not going to always dress alike or have the same length of hair or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I kind of like that aspect of it. And I also like the fact they don't change into costumes when they have powers. Yeah. I just think that's, you know, you wouldn't do that. Well, let me go help you, but first I have to go change. You know, anyway. Or, or is do it like sky high where they change instantaneously. Right, yeah. I just, I just, I just find that really just, you know, of course, you know, superpowers are unbelievable, but it's just that whole, really? It would just, you know. Or when someone, it's sort of the same thing as when someone shrinks, their clothes shrink with them, or they grow big, their clothes grow with them. Kind right. Of, you know, it's, it's not how it really would be. But, so, do you think these are more, they're, they're fantasy figures, but are they more realistic, you think, than how twins are really in life? Uh, so there are probably some twins that are very close. And, right. I think so, generally. Okay. Um... Or probably, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to think so because we're probably a little biased. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're obviously the best characters ever for twins ever written. <laughs> so it's just people haven't discovered it yet. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about twins before we wrap up this? Uh, there, there's probably some that we missed, but we only have so much time. Yeah, and we're yeah. not kind of trying to come off as twin experts, even though no. you're experts on being twins. Um, I was gonna say, uh, hopefully there was a, we made a point okay in there. Um, but I guess uh, main takeaway is like uh, some of the better examples of twins that we've seen, fraternal or identical, would be uh, Dipper and Mabel. Uh, I would say the Kadianagi twins, at least with the comic. Uh, but. Again, they're in the movie. They're they're they go by pretty quick, and they don't really seem to have any personality. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Am and Kare. Yeah. Uh. And uh, I want to say Dante and Virgil. Okay. Do you agree with that, Trevor? Okay. Uh, so. Okay. Thank, thank you. Also, cited Leo and Luna. Yeah, Leo and Luna. Okay. Are generally, better. Okay. Um. So. And uh, and as a bonus, uh, I guess uh, Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus from Robots in Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little curve in there. Uh. So I think that about okay. covers it. Again, hopefully we made a point. All right in our discussion. All right. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. Uh, 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 uh.